Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Let's chat with the voice of the Blues right here on the Blues Radio Network, Chris Kerber. What's up, Kerbs? Anthony, how are you today? We're doing we're doing good. Are you among the Cardinals faithful that's frustrated uh, by the? I mean, everybody's frustrated by this low start, right? Nobody's like happy about it. So, how? I guess the question is, how frustrated are you about the Cardinals' slow start? Ah. Uh... Listen, I, I think you're still working in some young guys, so I'm not overly frustrated. I, I think where I've, you know, for, for me, if I got any question mark, it, it is where does this manager fit with this baseball team? Because I think you're still going through some learning curves with a young manager, and I'm totally cool with that. But I think you have to temper overall expectations uh, because of that. So, are the expectations too high on this team or are the expectations of this team where they should be with the manager? And the reason I say that, like when I, when I hear a quote, like, uh, like, like the other day when Flaherty's going pretty well and you hear, well, Palante, you know, his percentages are better of getting the ground out, but if it wasn't for that Flaherty would have stayed in. I, I just, that makes me raise an eyebrow going, okay, we're, we're still, we're still, you know, statomatic managing that that or makes you wonder if you're statomatic managing, right? So, um, I don't know yet. I look, the, the jury's still out for me on on where they sit. So, I wouldn't say I'm overly frustrated. I'm just curiously watching to see if they can, you know, start clicking at some point. Curves, I'm interested to get your opinion on literally what we were just talking about, young man Dylan Carlson, and this isn't necessarily just about Dylan Carlson, but. I think it's a young athlete in general that has, you know, a high ceiling and big expectations. You know, things aren't going exactly the way he wanted and, and certainly not the way the Cardinals wanted. You know, what, in your opinion, would you take a young man like a 24-year-old Dylan Carlson and do you think having him go down to Memphis and kind of get right and find his confidence again is something the Cardinals should consider? Jamie, you know, you know what? Like, I, I really believe in sports – in players in any sport, uh, coming to the, the field, coming to the ice rink, coming to the court, knowing what their role is. And I, I believe that extraordinarily well with a young player, especially that that's even more important. And when you really haven't had, in my opinion, what I would say is a set outfield for a number of years, you know, where you know every day that you're going to be playing in left. This other guy knows every day he's going to be playing in center, right? And and you're not constantly looking over your shoulder, going, "Okay, what's you know what's what's this guy going to do? What's what's that guy going to do? You know, we have five outfielders. We got to get at bats. We got to get playing time." I just I'm not a fan of that philosophy. I, I believe if you've got some young guys, get them in there. If, if you're committing to them, get them in there. Pull them out when the time is right from time to time, but I don't believe in the rotation aspect of things. And and you let them work through some of that. And if you judge their talent right, if you judge their ability right, eventually things are going to click. I also believe it takes anywhere from a good three to five years of being a pro before that stuff really clicks. So I'm 
I'm a lot less likely than most people to judge young talent and put too much, oh, this is a failure, this is a success on them, because it, there are going to be some ups and downs and learning to manage that as a pro athlete. Uh, it's, just, it's just a proven fact over time. But to me, you know, I don't know that you're helping some of the guys out by saying, well, we've got this guy that can play if he's struggling, this guy, like, at some point, you got to put them in, and you got to go through the you got to go through the ups and the downs, and you can't. You you know what? I guess what I'm trying to say is you can't go out there and play, trying to not make a mistake or with the weight of every bat on your shoulder. You've got to go out there and let your instincts do that. And if you're going out there to not make mistakes, it's going to be very hard to succeed. Chris Kerber joining us right now on the fast lane on 101 at ESPN. Kerbs, I know you watch a lot of playoff hockey, and we were, you know, we're uh, the first week of playoff hockey. But has there been any, as you're watching these games, has there been anything that has stood out to you where you say, okay, well, these are these are playoff teams. This is the Blues need to do this, or the Blues need to have this in order to get back to postseason hockey again a year from now. No, I, I think what just. Not so much that stands out in terms of related to the Blues, because I think we all know what it takes to be a, a postseason team. And, and I think the honest assessment from Falk and, and Shen and Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube was, was pretty spot on and tells you the picture of the season. The one, the one thing I would say that does jump off the page is the level of physical and mental toughness that you're seeing even in the first one or two games of these series shows you where the Blues, uh, I think, you know, were really lacking o- over the course of this season. And, you know, whether it be how Carolina is going to overcome the injury to, to Tara Vinen or, you know, what does what does the Dallas Stars do, you know, with, with Pavelski out? How, how does the team respond to a, you know, to a cheap shot? You know, the, the Boston Bruins are clearly having some ups and downs with Bergeron out for the first couple of games. Those are the challenges. And then you're seeing the, the winning pedigree of the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, or New York Rangers going in, you know, against teams that are, you know, have a little pucker factor on in the playoffs, and that's there. And then, and then to me, I'll tell you another thing on the positive side, like I watch the Edmonton Oilers right now and the, and the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I'm thankful as all get out that the Blues, even in a retool, have Jordan Bennington. I like to me; those two teams have been ready to to really go all the way, and just haven't had the goaltending to do so. And that's those, those are some early observations for me. Curbs, uh, we haven't had a chance to to chat since the Blues made you know a couple of changes on the coaching staff. Um, you know, are these changes that you saw coming, or did you maybe see one but not the other? And you know, moving forward, what do you think the Blues are looking for uh, when adding to their coaching staff? Yeah, you know, I, I think you could see them coming, Jamie, uh, it, based on really one primary factor and that knowing Doug Armstrong, and we've been able to watch him work now for 12 seasons, that in a season like this, I didn't think he was coming back with the same coaching staff, and I didn't think he was coming back and going to come back with the same roster. And, you know, the roster part remains to be seen. Craig McTavish was brought in. Uh, because if the team is poised to win and the way the first first three games win, you're like, this is good. You know, th- there's certain elements to that knowledge that he brings, but I think because the team battled and struggled, you know, I, I don't know that what Doug Armstrong envisioned from Craig McTavish, he, he was able to see to fruition. And then the other side is, is Doug, Doug does believe in, you know, he does believe that certain coaching messages could get stale and, you know, whether Mike Van Ryan, I, I don't know if you call a scapegoat or, or whatever, but, I, you almost anticipated after five or six years with the same coaching staff 
their assistance that a change would be made. And, and with the way the team struggled in their defensive end, that one probably isn't a surprise. Now, I say that, and I don't want that to sound disparaging to Mike Van Ryan. I, I, this guy's going to be a head coach in the National Hockey League uh, at some point here, and I think before too long he's had some interest. This was a season that went wrong, I think, because of the way the team was built, because of the way certain things were started, and, and it was hard to just get it all under corral. So I don't know that it's fair to point at one coach, one assistant coach, Jamie, one particular aspect, but you do know that in time after a season like this, there is some level of collateral damage. Curbs, who do you like to uh, face each other in the Stanley Cup final? Oh, man, I have no idea at this point. I mean, this is – this is. I think you'd be foolish to bet against the Boston Bruins with oh, the season. Oh, those Panthers are looking good, Curbs. Yeah, they, they, but again, let's see if Bergeron gets back in that series. But, yes, but look, Jamie – they're looking good, but let's face it, Boston is still a heavy favorite, right? I mean, <laughs> of course, I'm just okay. messing then, with you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll tell you what. In the West, guys, the West is is absolutely nuts. I mean, and, and we knew it. I, I we felt that a team that was the eighth seed in the West could win the West and come out of it, just because there's so there's there's some uniqueness to everyone. So I I've got I've got no idea uh, really in the West, but. Uh, I, I just I don't have faith in the Edmonton Oilers goaltending, and, and you know I, I I don't have faith. I mean, look look at even the Vegas Golden Knights. You, you got you make the deal for quick. I mean, was, was when Rob Blake caught some flack for trading quick. Here's a team that's in the playoffs that hasn't gone to quick. I mean, so I mean, if Vegas, are you going to stick with Brossois? I mean, the 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 Minnesota Wild could be a little unsettled in net after their life. I mean, this is the West is wide open. I, I don't I couldn't handicap that one for you. All right, Curbs, enjoy the the playoffs, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys, have an awesome weekend.